I'm going to do very, I'm going to do something unusual because I'm going to sit down for this. Um, hope, you guys affect, hope it doesn't affect the visual because I won't sit down. Eh? Well, good. Okay, thank you. Why are you clapping? I'm sitting down. He said, if I want to chill, I'm taking care of now. Okay, so um, we've broken down this study into two parts. One is today, and the next will be next, the other one will be next week Sunday. That's 6th and um, 13th, right? Next week Sunday. So cause the book of Revelation is actually, there's actually a lot of information there. You know, so we've broken the study into two parts, and we'll be dealing with that. Um, to answer one of the questions that came up during the Q&A, I, I think I'll start with that, then we'll study together. We're actually all going to read. So let's have the um, other mics available, because we'll pass it around. Um, so if you are born again, and you're in the middle of sin, let me just start from there. When rapture happens, you will go to heaven. Okay? Because the condition of, um, of getting the visa to heaven, in quotes, or the condition of which you can go to heaven is based on you accepting and acknowledging Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, accepting the sacrifice that God made. So that's the answer to that question. The problem with this answer is that some, people, some of us look at it as the license to sin. Because you say, okay, so I, all I have to do is say, Father, Lord, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, amen, amen, amen. You're not born again, go and sin no more. And just go and just, I'm born again. I shall make heaven. Even if it's BQ, I get to heaven. At least I wish. Let's say, do you remember what I thought about it this way before? Say the truth. Nobody here. I mean, they think bad things like this. Honestly, when I got this, when I learned about this, working, I'm like, okay, so it means that I can still be catching my trips. I'm born again already now, so it means I can still be I'm born again. I'm going to go and do what I want to do now. When the trumpet comes, I say, come if you okay, you're putting book of life, yes, okay, they'll judge me. Ah, but you did this. I'm sorry, I didn't try, I didn't try. Ah, okay. See, you know, we have five star generals, four star, you know, just go and carry mop. I said, let me just be mopping. I don't mind. I'm mopping the streets of gold. After all, I'm not born in the FIRB. Let me just be mopping like this. I'm singing about see, yeah, 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 I'll be okay. You know, but the idea of being born again is all about, it's not just about the access into heaven, it's about experiencing heaven here on earth. And also, and you can't experience that heaven here on earth without the relationship with God and Jesus Christ. And you cannot have that relationship with God and Jesus Christ and still want to sin. Do you understand? So that's, that's kind of the effect. So but I just wanted to answer the question, but I think the, the guy that answered confused all of us. Okay, so... I'm going to start from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Production hub, just let's walk together so we can move with speed. Where's the second mic? We're going to move with speed today. So, just read. Read, read, read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Next verse. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Praise God. Now, 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the Spirit of God roamed over the deep. Now, um, there are two, there are two, what I call it now, after this verse, there are two lines of schools of thought, major schools of thoughts here, and we're going to explore both of them. Well, we're learning together, you understand? If you, if you ask me which one is correct, I don't know. But both of them do not, or neither of them um, fails the authenticity of who God is. So we'll talk about it. Option, I mean, um, school of thoughts one is that between verse one and verse two, a lot of things happened. I don't know how many of us have heard that, story, that school of thought before. Now, after God created heavens and the earth, then the earth, of, obviously God will not create heaven and earth that doesn't have form and void, and is void. Because everything God does is perfect and beautiful. So what's, what's um, we, the, 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 the first clause of thought says that after verse one, then the entire fall of Lucifer happened. We all know about the fall of Lucifer, right? Help me with Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 12. For those of us, I'm not going to assume we all know. So, okay, so, um, hmm? okay, yeah. So, this was God giving a message to. Okay, so now it says King of Tyre here, Tyre here, but. From study, it, shows, it reveals that at this point, the king of Tyre was actually possessed by the devil. You understand? Because the tendency you read is saying, like, oh, what's going on? Who, what, what concerns the king of Tyre with talking about God? They said the message to the king of Tyre. So at this point, he was actually possessed by the devil. You read your Bible, you read, research, you'll find out. Anyway, I'm trying not to deviate too much from Revelation. So he now says, um, sing this funeral song for the king of Tyre. Give him the message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom, exquisite in beauty. Move, 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 move. You were in Eden, the garden of God. You were clothing, you, your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red, carnelian, pale green, blah, 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 all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as a my, as the mighty angelic guardian, you had access to the holy mountain of God and walked amongst the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led to your vile, your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, almighty guardian, from your place among the stone of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your, your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor, so I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. So, the, the, um, the theory I'm talking about now says this happened between verse 1 and verse 2. So, in essence, after God created heaven and earth, obviously earth, I mean, there was an earth. And then, we all know... We know angels are ministering spirits to God. Then there was an angel called Lucifer who now felt, and Lucifer was pretty high up there. You know, as I know, God is a God of order to that level. So Lucifer was one of the big guys. He had, from what we just read now, he had direct access. He had access to God. They called him a guardian cherub. So cherub are not, we have, we have ministry angels, we, the cherubs are the, 
if you read, read Revelations further, you see that um, at the throne, there are cherubs around the throne. So that Buddha have like the closest access to God. And when God banished Adam and Eve, the, word, the Bible says he puts two cherubs. That's the, my, I won't enter here. Like, you die, you understand? Like, you, you will die before you enter. With nobody knows where Adam, where um, Adam or Eden is to date. So the first, the first theory says that this whole war, then um, the fall of Lucifer, the war in heaven, um, then um, Lucifer took a third of the, I mean, a third of angels supported Lucifer. There was a war in heaven. Then the angels, Angel Michael and the host cast um, Lucifer down to the earth. Lucifer scattered everywhere. God, that's what it does. Scatter. Look, you understand? Then verse 2 now says, what? The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And then God now wanted to recreate the earth. Are we, on, are we, on, are we good? No, I'm not going too fast. Okay. If, if I'm going too fast, can let me know. It's not a... Can say I'm not on the altar. It's, we are trying to educate ourselves. Now, this second theory, or this second part, I stumbled on it recently, actually when I was studying on this. And that second part really says that actually verse 1 and verse 2 followed each other. So for, for some reason, um, as God, God created heaven and earth, the earth was... Actually, without form of word, maybe God, maybe the first one that says God created heaven and earth, the earth, God created earth in its raw, like a raw, rough state to develop it into, you know, just like how you have land, they now build on the land. Then God now started building, then because, the, because this, because um, what we read in Ezekiel says that Lucifer was in Eden, the garden of the Lord, and that garden was on the earth. Right? So if that garden was on the earth, then it means that Lucifer was still an angel when that garden was created. Right? Good. This is a very tough class. Praise God. This one rub my back a baby. Just rub, rub it back. Just rub it. <laughs> Feel all right. Okay, thanks. That's my wife. When people are wondering. Nobody's <laughs> ah, it's faster. What's going on? Okay, so now God then, um, so then, then um, of, because God created a man in his own image, understand that angels are not created in God's image. We are the only beings in the universe. Let's assume they are aliens, in quotes. But out of every, every race or everything, animals, fish, only human beings are created in image and likeness of God. That's our spirit. Do you understand? And the Bible seems to understand that he created us above angels. So this particular theory now says, no, and, and from all illustration, like everywhere Lucifer is mentioned in the Bible, Lucifer was great, like beautiful, excellent, pure. You know, the purest, like, so, and obviously God did not create sin in Lucifer. However, Lucifer created sin by being prideful. Like, you no, know, ah, when your swag is too much, you know, like, ah, the way we're all worshiping God like this, why can't, as in, with all this my swag, you should give me some worship too now. 
And, you know, with that, that being said, I was able to, I was obviously convincing enough, because think about it. How did one third of all the angels follow Lucifer? Do you understand? Like, the deception was so, like, he was able to, so this one must have really been, like, levels, you understand? Like, you know how he's here of cool, how he had cool in Nigeria and that country? This one does do cool. And he was able to pull one third. How many, how many are we here? People say, have you counted? How many are we? So let's assume we're 99. So 33 of us, of the 99, that's a substantial number. Like, sometimes one third can even beat two thirds, depending on who is inside the one third. Do you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not, when you say one third, it's a big deal. Okay, and as story says, there was a war in heaven, they threw them away, and blah, blah. So these are two different theories concerning how the earth, but we move. Now, after God had created Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had sinned when the devil, through the serpent, told Eve to eat the fruit, and Eve sinned and lost that nature. Now, there was a plan for God to restore you and I, because you know, God, God exists in a timeless place. So when, 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 when God was talking about thinking about sending Jesus, when God was sending Jesus, he thought about you, he thought about me, right? It wasn't just for Adam and Eve or for the Israelites then, right? And this thing was prophesied over time. And he sent Jesus Christ to reconcile us back to God. Now, you know that this song, your name is A, I be changed, nameless, ageless, chainless, God same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change, right? So, God hates sin. God hates the fact that the man that he had created, human beings had created, had to be separated from him. I'm just giving you guys the background into Revelation because... So I think the most important question we, we try to ask, or I'm trying to answer, is why do we even have a revelations, a book of revelations? Like, God is merciful. Do we have to suffer? Like, you know, because the suffering is a lot for those that do not know God. So God now has a plan to... Re- because he hates the fact that man or woman has been separated from him, he comes up with a plan to redeem that relationship. Now, before Jesus, and you know, you, know, you know the Old Testament now, especially with the children of Israel, at different points in time, God punished them. And the punishment was direct. It wasn't a, it was a oh, you mess up, ground just open, snake would just come from nowhere. Then even after, outside the children of Israel, so, um, some, some cities, like Sodom and Gomorrah, they were a, a sinful city. And, and funny thing, I don't see Sodom and Gomorrah being so different from a lot of countries now. Because we've gone crazy. Homosexuality, all those things, you know. I don't want to go into that story. So then God was, because God was in direct, like when God's face is literally, and God cannot withstand sin. So punishment was just pew, 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 just per second billion. Like, oh, oh, see, take, pew, take, take, a, pew, take a punishment. Pew, take a, you understand? So God had to send Jesus Christ to act as a mediator between and because Jesus Christ is pure, Jesus Christ was blameless, 
It was offered as a sacrifice. So all the sins of the world was put on Jesus. Now all the sins being present, past, and future. Now are you seeing why when you accept Jesus, you're still going to go to heaven? Because it's seen that you, 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 even the one you're committing while you, let's assume the rapture happens, it's, already, it's been already paid for, and you have already subscribed to the payment plan. So, what was I saying just on fine tapping my plan? Eh? <laughs> yes, yeah, so everything was put on Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ was offered as a, and literally God had, had to abandon Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross and resurrected, and then so through Jesus Christ, we, we are, that access is back. So, why do we have revelations? Because essentially what revelation is, is what happened in the last days, what we call the last days, and it's just basically God's plan to reunify. Like, it's, it's, it's literally a sea. This is this last boarding call. You know, we're in the airport. Like, last boarding call. And they always have one voice. I don't know why. It can't, they kind of sound normal. If you are not the last boarding call, they are fine. If you are not, you love me. Yeah, so it's like a last boarding call. It's a last, it's a last attempt for God to get you our attention. Because what happens before a lot of things that happen in Revelation is the rapture. Rapture is basically all, all the people who are born again and who are in Christ will live here and go to heaven. So, bulk of what happens in Revelation is actually for people who are, even, who are actually left behind on the earth. Okay? Praise God. So, Everything God is doing is because of the fact that he loves us. And it's God's plan to draw as many people to him as possible. Because the moment you embrace sin, you are embracing the devil. And the devil's punishment is sure. It's just the same way, it's like, it's just the same way as a born-again Christian. Because you are subscribed to the data plan of Jesus Christ, your data, is, your data in heaven is sure. So when, when you don't subscribe to that data plan, there's, that, there's no fence. It's either you are here or you are here. And so you're not subscribed to the, let me not point at your direction. So the data plan of the devil. It is, so the punishment, that, devil's punishment is ready, has been, the judgment has passed. So he's just waiting by time, waiting. We're just waiting for it to happen. So if you're not subscribed, oh, I'm not going to follow Jesus, I don't want to go to heaven. Any, if you say, oh, I don't believe in Satan self, oh, I, I just, I'm a free thinker. You know, that's the next thing. Oh, I'm a free thinker. You know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the devil. You know, just live your life. The best thing. Uh, you are going to hell. That's what happens. So, after the rapture, it's, what baffles me most about Revelation is that even after the rapture, we will have people who still doubt. Praise God. So, um, P-Hub, help me with Revelations chapter 6. We'll start from there. Now, Revelation was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by John, who had what we'll call an out-of-body experience, right? So basically, he was, he was um, exiled on an island because they tried to kill him. You know when you tried to kill somebody? That they bored him, they trimmed him, something. they just tried to kill him. They just tried to kill him. Yeah, just no green. I'm sure you said, like, God, have fun. <laughs> I can just come with you. I said, no, you have a plan for it. So when they couldn't kill him, they now took him 
to an island. Say no, just go. So and that island was because they didn't want him to spread, continue preaching the word of God. That's preaching about Jesus Christ. So now verse four. So before we go to verse um, chapter six, sorry. Now verse four now talks from verse one says. After this, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I had heard from the sound, like the sound of a war trumpet, speaking to me, and said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. And at once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, and the one seated on the throne. And he, he who sat there appeared like the crystalline sparkle of a jasper stone, and the fiery redness of a saddest stone. And encircling the throne, there was a rainbow that looked like the color of an emerald. That's greenish, I guess. 24 other thrones surrounded the throne. And seated on these thrones were 24 elders dressed in white clothing with crowns of gold on their heads. So John was describing the scene in heaven, the throne of heaven, right? I'll jump to the... Next chapter, which is chapter 5. Now, chapter 5 says that I saw on the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back, closed and sealed with seven seals. And a strong angel announced, who is worthy, having authority and virtue to open the scroll and to break its seal. Verse 3, verse 4, he was weeping. Verse 5. And there, verse 6, between the throne with the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb, Christ, standing, bearing scars and wounds as though it, it had been slain, with seven horns, which represent complete power, and seven eyes, which represent complete knowledge which are the seven spirits of God which have been sent into all the earth. And he came and took the scroll and from the hand of him who sat on the throne. What this depicts is that Jesus Christ is actually the only one with the authority to have access to that, those scroll, to that scroll. rather. Men say there's no other name like the name of Jesus. We mean it literally. Okay? So, the... the, the the, the, I'm trying to read as much as possible so you actually feel like you're reading the book of Revelations but I would actually encourage you guys after this to actually really sit down to read it and study it it's really interesting now we now have the first seal and that is um, in chapter 6 now okay so let's open um, 6 verse 1 alright can you help us read as I watched, the lamb broke the first of the seven seas on the scroll. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rose out to win many battles and gain the victory. All right. Can we have the picture up? And um, use amplified version, you know, for what we're doing. Now, we've all heard of it. We've all seen movies about it. But it's not a fallacy. Now, the first seal 
actually represents, and I, I remember I said um, this, the entire sequence of revelation represents how, like the end of time, basically, how the world will wrap up, and how it will wrap up, and how all the glory and honor will return to God fully, blah, blah, blah. Now, the first seal is releases the conqueror and the antichrist. And the verse, one or verse, verse one or two makes us understand that this conqueror will be carrying a bow and a crown. We all, we all know bow and arrow now. Hmm? So what is a bow without an arrow? Hmm? Say useless, don't say useless. You know, you know bow and arrow, right? So if you have a bow and you don't have an arrow, does, what's, what does it mean? Ineffective. Someone said ineffective, good. Now, this, symbol, this, this symbolizes the fact that the Antichrist would actually come and ha- with a crown. Crown represents authority, represents control, represents kingship. But, and the Antichrist will have that victory without violence. I repeat, victory without violence. He will conquer without violence. Praise God. So it won't be a... I know, like, when, Paul, when um, John was writing this, you, who, the person that conquers is, is not... You can't just come and say, oh, hey, how are you? I like your country. Oh, let me come and take over. My army is big. Oh, let me just come and take over. You know, it's not like... There's no... It's not, you just come and take. It doesn't work that way. There will be, be fighting or, or, or there will be a threat. Or if you know, say, oh, I have my one million army. Your army is 10,000. You cannot win. It's violence, Abby. But this, this um, conqueror would take over. It would be, and, and conventions call him a deceiver also. And he would take over without violence. So that would be victory without war. Praise God. Then we move into the second seal. So go to the next verse. When he, the lamb, broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature call out, Come, and another, a fairy red horse of bloodshed, came out, and its rider was empowered to take peace from the earth, so that men would slaughter one another, and a great sword of war and violent death was given to him. Praise God. Just hold it. Just pass it to somebody else that will read. Anyway. Now, the second story represents war. Now, the Bible... Your revelation is not clear as to when these things will happen, before or after the rapture. Most, a lot of theologists say it's going to happen before the rapture happens. Sorry, what am I saying? After the rapture happens. So we would have signed out like, hey, peace out. You know, you'll be floating. We are going to heaven. You know, it's rapture. Rapture, you're flying. Hey, Alpha. Ah, see that guy? I, I told you. Give your life to Christ. He's not here. Anyway, peace out. You know, just be signing out. So... <laughs> Yeah, so after the Antichrist comes in, then we're going to have war. Some people say this is World War III. I don't know if we have World War III before that one, but it's a war that's going to be on a scale that's so large, so wide, and very disastrous. And you know with the kind of weapons we have now, you can imagine what a world war will look like. hope nobody's scared yet. Eh? Is there anybody that is like, <sighs> Oluchi, 
Is anybody, is anybody there like, oh God, I can't breathe? Is anybody like that? You, I know you won't admit, it's okay. Okay, um, so, verse 4 says, verse 4 says, and another, a fairy horse, a fairy red horse of bloodshed came out, and his rider was empowered to take peace from the earth, so that men would slaughter one another, and a great sword of war, and violent death. So it's not, oh, ah, my tummy just hurt me, I just, ah, I'm just dying. Uh -uh. Shoot, gone, explosion, you name it, violent death was given to him. Then we go into the third seal. Who's with the mic? Can you read, please? Who's with the mic? Okay. So, when next verse. When he with the lamp broke open the third seal, I heard the third living creature call out, Come. I looked, and behold, a black horse of Furman, and the rider had in, in, and, and the rider had in his hand a pair of scales, a balance. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a cart of wheat from a denarius, a day's wages, and three quarts of barley from a denarius, and do not damage the oil and the wine. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are bad. I, I think you should just be the old thing, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Shake me now. You dodging my eye. Ah. <laughs> Hi. Person beside you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the third seal ushers in a great famine, 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 famine in the land. Now, it's going to be of such. So, this helps us understand how crazy the war will be or the violence will be. Because it's different. So if, for instance, I mean, in our lifetime, America has fought Iraq, Abi, It didn't affect the food in your stomach. It didn't affect the price of um, plantain in Abuja. It didn't affect. <laughs> and, and as we are now, even let's leave Sudan, that's if I say. There are places, Afghanistan, there's places. That's, so that one is not affecting you. But this would be, I mean, the scale of the war would be so, would be worldwide that's going to affect food. So there will be food scarcity, people will be hungry, and people will die from that hunger. See, at every stage of this thing, people, just understand that people are dying. There's, I don't think there's any parts here that doesn't talk about it. There's no deaths. Maybe except the parts, um, the one, the first year where the conqueror comes in with a bow. Every other thing, every other seal, people are dying. Praise God. Now, it goes to the next seal, which is verse 7. When he, the lamb, broke open the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the, of the fourth living creature call out, Come, I look and behold an ash, a pale, greeny, a pale greenish gray, or like a corpse representing dirt and I don't know what that is. Pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> and its rider name was Death and Earth, and the arms Peace. of Death was the following with him. Mm -hmm. And they were given authority and power for the fourth part of Earth to kill with the sword and the famine and with the pledge. Plague. Mm, Pestilence, disease. Disease and the wild face of Earth. Thank you. 
So, try to understand something. Rapture has happened. So let's assume population of the Earth, let's say about 6 billion. Hmm? Then rapture happens. So let's say 1 billion. Go. Right? We have how many left? Help me now. Good. Now, after the, when we have 5 billion people left, there's now worldwide war. So let's assume that out of, in that war, another 1 billion people die. Do you know what 1 billion people die means? It's a lot of people. Just some continents will not exist. But let's just assume to help us. So out of, we now have many billion left. While this is happening, we now have famine. Hmm? <laughs> so let's say famine, and you know the, the world population, a lot of people are actually poor. So obviously the greatest, the food that will affect the most are the poor people, right? And estimates say, I mean like half of, if, if not more of the world, let's assume half of the world population are poor. And so not like rich people will not die too, because you know, the poor people now go and take palliative from rich people's house and all these things. So it's just get messed up. But let's just assume out of the, how many, we have how many? Four billion left. Let's assume this kills two billion people. We're not talking thousand now. We're not talking million. Billion people. But yes, people are, we'll see be um, procreating. We'll see we'll be having children. But let, let's leave that one for the equation. Let's help you. Now, this fourth seal says that this thing that would be released after the many two billion is going to kill one quarter. That is. 500,000, 500 million out of 2 billion. Now, this one is not hunger. Eh? It says, they were given authority and power over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, okay, and famine, and with plague. So there will be disease, there will be pestilence, and with wild beasts, animals will go haywire. Like, your, your dog will just bite your neck. Is that? Literally. Scary, have you? Let's see why you need Jesus. Who means this thing like this? So, and this thing will happen because the writer was given authority, and the writer's name was Death, and Hades, the realm of the dead, was following. So, as Death, just throw inside. Can you say? You don't need to go far to, you know, you say, oh, you journey to the, you know, you watch all these Greek, uh, Greek mythology stories that when you die, you not be walking, you see one long night, you not be walking to afterlife, people going to you, you not take one coin to enter one boat to cross this thing, and you have you journey, like this long journey, ah, see, ah, see, ah that's the hello, hey, God, and you'll be half time, this one, the hell will be behind the, the and then like, pew, quick access, pew, let's be going, ah, this thing, how much would it have been? Quick access, you pew, say, ah, no, no, just come, enter, pew. So it's, it's, it's a big deal. Okay? Next verse. <sighs> no, verse 9. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the soul of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, how holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Next verse. 
Then a wise robe was given to each of them, and they were told to, to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. Okay, thank you. Go, to, go back to verse 9. Now, souls of those who had been slaughtered, I'm not just holding it, carry it, because of the word of God. What this now tells us is that while all this killing and dying is happening, obviously, people, some people begin their life to Christ now, like, because even though we rapture, some people that know, I mean, the word of God will still be moving. It, so this, this tells us that even now, those people who now believe in God that are left on the earth. So it's not just okay that, okay, fine, I finally accepted God, let me just suffer, suffer till I die and go to heaven. You will suffer. And not you, they. Amen? <laughs> and they will be killed because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. So this, I saw under the altar, under the, altar, the souls of those who had been slaughtered because of the word of God. Now, mind you, you know that the people who are born again are very raptured, though. So it's not, it's not us. So it's people that are left. That, oh, you now give a life to Christ. Do you understand? So you now give a life to Christ, then you will be persecuted for being a Christian. So the one that was seeing that is social media persecution, that was still using to do 1010, was using to play. Governments will give laws. Do you understand? There will be, and it will be to say, oh, if you are a Christian, if this person doesn't, and of, I don't know what, maybe it's the mark of the beast or the hotel to worship one idol. I know that if you can't, you say, I'm tired of God. Eh, you are a Christian, you can't, you can't I get to worship, I, I, we worship the idol. I get to worship the idol. No. Are you sure? No. Kill you. No. Are you sure? Yeah, kill her. Death. Pium. So this then, not you, that person, will now be under the altar here, saying, God, when? Literally. Uh, this is in the Bible. Nothing, uh, I'm not making up anything. It's actually, I'm just interpreting, I'm explaining what we are reading. Please, if, I, if, you, think I'm, if you think it's not in line, or is, you think I'm creating something. <laughs> Don't give a life to Christ, be thinking there. Praise God. So yes, so if, because I've, I've actually had, I've actually heard people actually say, I'm not, so oh, see, you know the different matter if you actually don't know God, you don't know Jesus, so you don't even know that there's a repentance or there's a, some people actually say, see, I know, but you say, oh, see, I know God, I know this Jesus you're talking about, why? I'm not ready. <sighs> that thing is to, used to, because when you understand the risk you're taking, because the Bible makes you understand that nobody knows when the trumpet will, nobody knows. You just freaked out a bit. <laughs> so nobody actually knows when the trumpet will sound. So how can you be taking such a great risk of, I'm not, because it's, it, and it seems buffer, like, what do you mean? Okay, so you know, you say, oh, you know, you don't want to preach to me. I understand. I won't believe you. I'm just not ready. I'm just not re ready to do what? You are not ready to 
live and escape these horrors. You're not ready to live a good, a good life. You're not ready to, to, to experience heaven. You're not ready to experience the blessing of God. What are, you, what are you exactly not ready for? And truth is, a lot of, I mean, growing up, because oh, now a lot of churches really don't, I don't know, when last year I attended a service, I talked, they preached about Revelation. Has anybody attended any service this year? Okay, two. Who else again? Three. This, not this is Isha. You talk about preached Revelation in this is yeah, we settled down in DCC. We didn't go in detail. It wasn't detailed. Ah, sorry, you're not. See, when we're growing up, eh? 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 You think you die, you? I don't know. I was growing up, like, growing, literally growing up, like, you didn't go to church. The first time I heard about Revelation, I mean, I like reading, Sha. And Revelation is actually like my second favorite book in the Bible. Yes. Because I. Ha- I like to imagine things. I'm just imagining how the throne will be, all the angels, all the those the, the swag. They're not imagining how the I'm just creating the story. You know, that which was I was very happy when they did Left Behind series. Ah, I don't think I everything begin to end. I did the read the kids zone. The I, I I read everything. So point is, growing up, like when they are preaching air fire, I say it with a an accent, air fire. When they are preaching air fire for you. It's not, oh, uh, you know, after this, see, give your life to Christ or you will die. It's not, oh, this, it's not this uh, soft touch, soft touch, this thing. Then it doesn't end there. And I say, when you die, you go to air. You'll not be in air for a while, you'll be born, you know. Then after all these things, at the end of Revelation, then I say, do not carry air. Eh? <laughs> and do not throw you inside a bottom leg. Like, like, suffering was not enough. Like, okay. Like, it wasn't enough. Like, I've, I've not suffered enough. They're not carrying that whole hell. They're like, they're like okay. They say, Amu Odofi is um, a prison. So you can't go out, and every morning, someone just come and be flogging you. Yeah, yeah, hey, bah, bah. You know, that's your punishment. Then you say, ah, Because uh, I try to imagine this thing. I say, okay, so maybe somehow you just get used to the suffering, the hell. The fire burn. Maybe you adapt. See, some people say, I can adapt to anything. Let's even say, which, is, which will not happen, but let's even say, let's even stretch our imagination aggressively, all these RT aggressive people. And let's say you now get, okay, this fire shall I get as a bit, but I can manage them. You're okay. They, 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 they stab me. Ah, it's okay. You're okay. Then that entire hell, it's, it's not like they say they'll carry you inside the hell. They'll just carry the entire hell fire. You know what they call the bottomless pit? A bottomless pit, have you, can someone tr- have you tried falling before? <laughs> so just imagine falling without landing. And, oh, it's not like you just, it's not like you're falling in the air or like, you're still burning, no? It's, so that, this is why Jesus said, go out and preach the gospel. This is why revelation should scare us. Not because of our standing, because we know we are, I mean, 
Anytime you do attack, I like, I like this church. People are born again. I don't know whether it's, it's okay. If everybody's born again, I'm happy. I mean, I don't drag. Sometimes I don't even bother doing it. Everybody, nobody agree come out. So it's fine. I'm happy we're all on the same page. But you should be fearful for others. Like, the punishment is so great. Like, you can't even imagine your enemy. Like, you sure, oh, the person stole my money. I don't, I don't like him. I hate him. You should die and go to hell. Like, the punishment is so great. Like, you can't even reach that kind of, like, you, you can't reach that kind of punishment on your enemy. The person that's on your enemy, don't leave it like that. Because it's so great. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's for, how many, how, the average, 18 nation, 27 is maximum. So the maximum that we've lived is 27 years old. Eternity means eternity. There's no, oh, eternity, then they'll not have break. Like, you'll be doing eternity, have break. Ah, break time, break time. Yeah, but let's stretch. Ah, stretch. Yeah, let's go back to that. Eternity means forever. Forever means your 27-year-old plus another 27 plus another 27 times 27 times 27,000 times 27,000 times 27,000 times forever. That's what eternity means. And Bible makes us understand that at the point that hell is being thrown, is being emptied into the lake of fire and the bottomless pit or whatever, is eternal separation from God. So this, this is what Christianity is really about. It's beyond, see, the, the um, I mean, the, that way the Bible says, take no heed for what you eat. Like, what's your food? That's, my, that's a minor thing. The blessing I was, oh, some people say, oh, I'm born, I'm born again for five years. I've not even seen what God has done for me. I'm not, my life is still as it was. The shoe I was wearing that five years ago, I'm still wearing the shoe. Is it as it has open like this. Money to fix it, I no get. Rent money, I don't have. Transfer money, I don't have. Food money, I don't have. This God said, it's partial. There are some people that just get like to crash yesterday. They're already balling. They're having testimonies. What about me? These are things we hear. These are things you have probably, some of us have probably taught. You may not have had the courage to say it out loud, but just think, ah, but I don't suppose I share testimony. Me, like, understand that the gift of salvation, eh, is a testimony enough. You can take that salvation that you have, eh, which is why some, I mean, the apostles left everything that they did. Do you understand? What it means they left, I mean, the apostles literally, this Christianity we're talking about, obviously with the unction of the Holy Spirit, started this movement that has lasted till now. It means that they were completely sold out because they understood. They may not have understood in this term because then this revelation had not come. But they understood that this God, if you're not for this God, Wala for no no God oh. seriously. Then John now came and said, ah, okay, oh. you know we're not sure before. Then we're not saying ah wala for no no God. Actually, this is what this is what we're saving people from. That should encourage you. That should spur you to 
live a life that preaches Jesus. Every day. Every day. At every opportunity. Because what you are saving people from Let's even, just, let me just even come down. Let's leave hellfire. Let's assume these people that we are not preaching to, they, they, they don't die before rapture happens. Let's even assume that after rapture, they then give their life to Christ. What you are saving them from now, eh, is all these things we've been reading. Let's even leave, let's, hell is like, when you are fighting bulls now, you ain't getting to the, harder, it's getting, it gets harder. Hell is evil, like, last, towards the last stage. What you, are, what you are saving them from, if rapture happens now, is the suffering. Because the Bible doesn't, make us, doesn't tell us that. I mean, this first part that we've spoken about, um, so one, two, three, and four, it doesn't exactly tell us that it doesn't affect Christians. Ooh. Oh, you thought that, oh, because you're born again after this, and then when Mr. Blow, <laughs> you know all this action, you all see fire, you all see fire, back by fire, slow motion. Born again. Check this, go grab it. You will still die. Eh? Uh, <laughs> Should we have watch? It's like five minutes break, so we can just have small watch, so we can calm ourselves down. Go. <laughs> That is what we are saving people from. There's no, so that's, that's saving, eh? whether it is for afterlife or, or during life. It's necessary. It's a priority. Now, let's go to the next seal. That's verse 18. Verse 12, sorry. 12 to, uh, this one is long gone. Let me read this one. Sorry, I want to give cinematic effects. And it says, And I looked when he, the lamb, broke open the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. We've not experienced earthquake or we've not experienced we've not, we have no idea where earthquake is. But when they say a great earthquake, it's not understand that it's not just one country, because when everything we're talking about it affects the entire world. So imagine not an earthquake, but a great earthquake that affects the entire earth. And the sun became black. You would just be there trying to take selfie outside. Lights are just off. <laughs> and the whole moon became like blood. So when the sun is dark, people that are on the other part of the continent that are the world that are in night. They won't, they won't have to wait till the next day to see that sun is black. The moon that is shining there will turn red. Huh. This six seal, they call it terror. Can, can you imagine how you will feel? Huh. My heart is beating now, sir. Then he now says, he did not end, like that was not enough. He now says, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth. Now, the stars of the sky represent the elements in, the, in space, like, and I want to assume it would like meteors or whatever, right? You know, there are, meteors do exist, it's not fame. There are, there are things that float around. So those things would fall on the earth. 
like a fig tree shedding its late summer figs when shaken by a strong wind. That means that it won't just be one does fell, boom, ah! But it means that boom, boom, boom. And when this is happening, guess what? People will what? Say it now. Die. The sky was split, separated from the land, and rolled up like a scroll. And every mountain, every, every mountain and island were dislodged and moved out of their place. Every mountain, every. That's how great that movement would be. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the mighty commanders and the wealthy and the strong and everyone, whether slave or free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountain. And they called to the mountain and said, called to the mountain and rocks, fall on us. Suicide. <laughs> you watch film now, where, oh, Game of, this is Game of Thrones now. How Cersei died now. Yeah, so you go there, say, ah, kill me, just force, I can just, because this, I'd rather just die than be alive to experience this thing. It's in the Bible. And it says, for the great day of their wrath and vengeance, who is able to face God and stand before the wrath of the Lamb? God help us all. But guess what? There's more. <laughs> so after this, the next chapter now, the, the name of the chapter is called An Interlude. Like, calm down. Let, let, let us rest. This, this uh, death is too much. The gate is too, people are coming through the gate too much. Call it an interlude. Our advice is to go and read the interlude. I'm not going to go into that. But I'm actually going to stop at the seventh seal because now, chapter eight, verse one. Hi, hello. Sister of the mic, help us read this now. Chapter eight, verse one. Read verse one and two. When he, the Lamb, broke open the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour in awe of God's impending judgment. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets was given to them. Stop. This is the part of the story where you hear, it don't happen, I don't tell them, it don't happen. Now, let me, let me emphasize something that was said here. It says there was when the seal was broken, after all these things, the coming of the Antichrist, the war, the famine, the matters, the terror, after everything, when this seal was broken, everybody in heaven did hmm, for 30 minutes. You know what? It's not like, it's like, it was, because what was coming Compared to what had come, required, you know, when say give a minute of silence, it required 30 minutes of silence. Like, it means say people will go still, as in, it never finish. It's in the Bible, verse 2, I'll be verse 1. 
in all, he said they were, they were, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour in awe of God's impending judgment. Then he now says, then I saw seven angels. They just came out like, chuk, 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 with seven trumpets. And each trumpet represents a judgment of more death. In fact, next week when we meet, we'll talk about, we're actually going to talk about judgment. But one of the judge, I mean, in doing it, in, when we're talking about judgment, people, I mean, people one of them, some of the judgments, they will carry, you know the deaths that was going around? They will carry deaths. As a guy, they will bench deaths. It means that you, you then will not even be an option anymore. Like you, 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 you have no head, you don't hear word. Like you don't know that. You, after all these things, you mean that you still say, I still saying, I'll think about it or I'm not ready. You will not die. You will suffer on the earth. We won't be there in Jesus' name. Let me just give you some more thoughts before we enter, before we close, before we wrap up. So while the seven angels were, so like comic relief, sharp, but not funny, but comic relief. Now when the seven angels are out with the trumpet, ready to blow this thing, <clears throat> now says, verse 3 says, another, another angel came and stood at the altar. He had a golden censer and much incense was given to him. So he must add the prayers of the saints on the golden altar and the smoke of the blah, blah, blah. So the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it to the earth. And there were peals of thunder and loud rumblings and sounds and flashes of lightning and earthquake. This one is, not, this one is just like, you know, person just vexed. Just, it's not part of the, the punishment squad, though. Just, came, just threw his own stone, like, yeah, take it first. <laughs> it's, guys, you need to understand what God has saved you from. Revelation tells us what God has saved us from. It also tells us what God has prepared for us. Do you understand? So it's, it's not, the book of Revelation is not re- written to scare you. It's written to, okay, see, like, this, do you, like, do you understand? Like, when I'm, like, do you understand what you are actually being said? Okay, I understand that God so loved the world. I agree, yes, I know I love the world. I'm God, I love you. That I sent my only begotten son. Yes, I did that. But do you know why? This is why. And this is why you won't carry your salvation and keep it in your pocket and say, oh, after all, I'm saved. Everybody, peace out. You'll be all right. You can't get your own. Mm -mm. Because nobody deserves this. We can, I mean, we want to be human and say, ah, this punishment is too much now. You know, like if you are. I don't know if you don't have kids, but is that how you want to beat your child or you as a child when they're beating you. I'm sure boy, they won't beat you. They beat you very well as a child. You get stuck my head too much. It's hard to beat you that someone comes and says, ah, it's enough now. And they say, boy. calm down, it's enough. Do you understand? But it, 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 it gets from worse, from bad, bad to worse, worse, until Jesus then comes again. To establish a 1,000 millennial, a 1,000 year reign on earth, it will capture them. We would discuss all that next week Sunday. 
but understand that this period, this um, revelation period is as, is as is because God is still demonstrating his mercy. Guess what? The work would have just ended at rapture. I would have just said, ah, and Jesus came and the end. All the, uh, we are nothing but pencil. You know when you're ending the story, what are they doing? We are nothing but pencil. That's the Almighty. Sign out. And I hear music. Cast. Adam. First man. Eve. First woman. Yeah. 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 You see everybody's cast. The whole world cast. Everybody will be going. You know, you know, Paul. Somewhere. Tamara. Ensign. Singer. Ephosa. Team here, you know, everybody else, everybody's uh, this thing, and where everybody else go, at the end of the day, we leave the cinema and go. But God is now using this to deliberately get the attention of anyone that, for whatever, let's say, for whatever reason, you no, know, if whether it's your own stubborn head, or you genuinely did not hear, or you know, whatever reason that you have not heard about me, I'm trying to get your attention directly. So while it looks like punishment, it is punishment, but while it looks hard, it is a form of mercy. Because the Bible makes us understand that there will, I mean, that was the one chapters we skipped, I think in chapter five, that there will be a soul harvest on the earth during this period. So it, a lot of people that didn't know God before would actually know God during the entire um, seal releases and everything. But we do not have to wait. We do not have to let people wait. Because salvation was and is for the entire human race. It was a one Jesus dying was the one first and final redemption plan for you and for me and for everybody that, I mean, just everybody you see on the road. Everybody on the entire bus, you're driving a car, people walking up, it was for everybody. Those who don't believe in God, those who are atheists, those who are Muslims, those who are Buddhists, it was, is, it was and is for everybody. Don't you think these people are worth saving from what we just read? We've not entered the gist of hell. It's still, it's still, that one is still loading. It's waiting for us next week. But there's also a gist of heaven. There's also an amazing place that has been prepared for each and every one of us. There's also a place where they say there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. That's prepared for each and every one of us. And that is the story of salvation to take you from this, to save you from hell and what we read. And to, so it's not just saving you, but it's taking you to a place where you are flexing for eternity. So 
shown up back to back, party after party. It's not, <laughs> you know what kind of party we're talking about now, like we're praising God party. But yeah, that's, that, that's exactly what Jesus Christ came to do for us. And that's what Jesus Christ came to save us from. So, why are we even doing this? One, is to help some of us who haven't opened Revelation before. Maybe it is your first, sorry, let me just ask, is it your first time understanding Revelation in this way? If, if you've never read Revelation in detail, like the way we are, exp- we are doing now, can I see your hand? Ah, one minute, wow, that's good. So, one is because it's a book that for some reason we all try to avoid. But it's important that you know. Second reason why we're doing this is so that you can understand, as I just as I earlier said, what you, you... So salvation... So when you go home this night, eh, we'll start here. But when you go home, you just say, ah, God, like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't, they use this thing to play. Oh. I just, they use, um, they, oh, I want to buy a new car. God bless me. No, it's your salvation. And it's not... Don't get me wrong, oh. It's, you know, using, using your faith to live a good life, to do things that, you no, know, living a life that people will be inspired from, and it's, it's great, no problem. But that's, 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 that's when, when God says, give no heed, like, that's not the, it's there, like, don't worry, I got you. Focus on, get people out of, be pulling people with you. Because, what's, now, let me go back to my childhood. What reading Revelation did to me, minus, minus the fact that he instilled the fear of God in my heart, after I read Revelation, because I, I, I pictured things a lot. Did that week, ah, it was tough. Oh. Thank God I had brothers. I could be, we were like four. There was a big room. We had bunk beds. We had like two bunk beds. So we there were people shout, but no way you now close your eye. There's nobody. There's only you and your imagination. And I've imagined it. Hey, God. Then, ah, the one thing that was not raining. Ah, I'm time up. Oh. The one thing that was not raining then, you now be seeing all these books of, oh, I went to hell and came back books. Ah! That one rained, though. It rained. Ah, he said, I went to hell. When I entered hell, there were one entered this scene. Some people, were, you, they would give you, they would describe everything. I never read those books. Never read, hey, God. Hey. And then your parents say, ah, maybe they not know that maybe you all attend service that they talk about Revelation. Ah. They would also come and ask, no, all the, 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 I've been suspecting this girl since, but I didn't know. No, when you ask her, you have been lying. I say, I come. After, after church, she said, Victoria, that meets that last two years. Yeah, when I stole it, I mean. <laughs> remember what Pastor, what Pastor said, though? <laughs> yes, mommy. You see, you're two years between for that. <laughs> ah, praise God. I, I actually want us to just tell God thank you. I want us to bow and to say, Father, thank you. If you are born again, just say, Father, thank you for this gift. Thank you for what you've saved me from and where you are saving me to. And if you are not born again, I think this is a good time. Now, we're not preaching the message because we want to scare you into being born again. Absolutely not. But it's just so that you have an understanding. So you need to have the information. When you're making a decision, you have the information. So what would you rather do? So if you're here and you've not genuinely given your life to Christ, or maybe you, because you're born again, you know. There's no, there's no I'm not sure I'm born again, or maybe. You know. 
and you can't deceive yourself. You can't deceive. Nobody can deceive you. So if you're here and you've not given your life to Jesus, you can't say, you can't say Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior. You can't say, you cannot boast and say, I have a relationship with Jesus. I have a relationship with God. If I hear, just put your hands up. Or one hand up. So for us, let's continue giving God thanks. Let's tell him thank you. Thank you for giving me Jesus. Because you know what you know what was what, what was to come. And you found me worthy. You, you thought I was worth it, that you gave me your only son to redeem me from the punishment of death and everlasting separation from you. Father, I thank you. I glorify your name. I, I appreciate you. I love you. To doing God's work. Living a life of victory. Living a life that will inspire people to, be, to, to, to come to the knowledge of God. In our everyday, everyday life, everyday living, our waking up, our sleeping, to reflect God's glory. At every opportunity I have, I will, I will tell someone about Jesus. Somehow. <laughs>